The Silver Room Block Party is back. This weekend at Oakwood Beach, you can catch acts like Hannibal Burris, Joey Perp, Mother Nature. Get your sweat on with the Chicago Bulls basketball clinics or groove to R&B yoga. They're going to have double dutch beach volleyball and, of course, good food. And please bring the whole family. They got a kid's area, too. And if they're under 13, they get in free. Purchase tickets now at silverroomblockparty.com. Today on City Cash Chicago. Chicago is home to some of the best street art in the world. Think about it. So many of our neighborhoods are these living, evolving tapestries. That's the reason Grant Troyer chose to set his latest film tagged here. This really is paying tribute to the street art that just surrounds our city and the diverse neighborhoods. Tagged is a fictional murder mystery that makes our murals and public art a central character in the story. It's streaming now on Google Play. I spoke with Troy about his film Tagged and why he had to base it here amongst our masterpieces. It's Wednesday, July 13th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Chicago is home to probably hundreds, maybe a couple thousand beautiful pieces of street art, street murals. But what got you involved in street art or what piqued your interest into Chicago's mural culture? So I was living in Logan Square at the time, and it was right around the late May 2020 George Floyd demonstrations. And I watched a graffiti artist across the street putting a mural up on a boarded up shop. And he came back probably six or seven times over a span of two days to put finishing to, I thought he was, I thought dude was done like seven different times and he would Mm -hmm. come back and just perfect it and perfect it and perfect it. And the amount of care that he put into something he knew was coming down in a matter of days just kind of blew my mind. And I decided I had to write a story about a street artist. A little bit of a problem with that though. I don't know really anything about street art. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not an artist. My my stick figures make caveman drawings look like Rembrandts. So had to start researching. And, um, you know, I came across uh, all sorts of, of information, but in particular, one book that touched on the history of uh, urban art in Chicago and the history of Chicago murals that go back 50, 60 years. So I went and I started started checking them out. And these are murals as far south as Pullman and as far north as Rogers Park that at the time were, were touchstones of the, the periods uh, when they went up and they talk about cultural events and things like that. And I just sort, sort of uh, came up with a way to interweave this, um, this rich fabric of, of murals in Chicago with the story of this graffiti artist that, that I sort of just conceived. Chicago's mural culture goes back to the 70s and so much of street art and graffiti could, could just be rooted in like artists wanting to showcase their work, wanting to find these like very large canvases for people to see them, but maybe staying anonymous or staying like in the subculture. But now as I've talked to people like Ramon Static or Dorian Silva and people who've done these larger murals across the city of Chicago, you you see street art starting to maybe not starting, but it's really being in some cases commodified in some cases really showcased as mainstream art. 
was it easier for you to talk to people who put up murals and, and work in street art than maybe it would have been, you know, decades ago when people kind of want to create maybe a little distance between themselves and, you know, the, the work that they was tagging on people's on people's houses or people's trains or, you know, businesses? Well, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. So, again, I'm not I'm not an artist. I'm not a street artist. Mm-hmm. Never claimed to be. I was like, look, we need to authenticate this. And I want to talk to actual street artists and graffiti artists from the community to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So I'm walking around Logan square and I I was looking at project Logan and then project Congress. And it's all, it's all the, you know, the individual murals that are up and everyone's got, you know, obviously their signatures and their names and their handles on it. So I grabbed a list of about 12 names, 10, 12 names. And I was like, look, if I can just talk to one person Mm -hmm. and get them on board. And we also had to have artwork commissioned for the movie. If I can just get one, I'll be in a good a good spot. So I started reaching out, and the, and the first three that I talked to were like, "Yeah, we're on board. What can we do?" I was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> great." <laughs> At that point, I I didn't want to whittle it down to one. Got to find a way to work with all three, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, these are three graffiti artists, street artists, one you know that go back forty years. You know, uh, original members of the ABC crew, things like that, and they just dialed me into what yeah. and, and explained to me what the history was and what's important to them and helped me out with the script to make it authentic. And it is a narrative. It's not a documentary where, right. you, know, you know, so, so the, the murals really are a character because this guy, our, our lead character is trying to solve a murder mystery with clues that are in historical Chicago murals. You can't set it anywhere else. You can't film it anywhere else. It has to be Chicago. It has to be authentic. Spray paint's illegal in the city. Yet vandalism's everywhere. Some people consider it art, allegedly. You know, you mentioned it's not a documentary. It's it's a straight up narrative feature film. You know, where did this plot emerge from? When did you decide that not only did you want to showcase this street art, but you want to put, you know, Alexander, your your, your your protagonist through kind of a mystery, this, you know, trying to seek answers. Absolutely. So I'm a screenwriter. I I tend to approach it in two different ways. I either start with a premise, you know, with a plot, or I start with a character. And this was an instance where I started with the character because I wanted it to be a graffiti artist and I wanted it to be, um, you know, someone that I could maybe not in that sense identify with, but uh, in parts of his personality, not what he does, but who he is. And, so I was like, okay, what what's gonna what's gonna happen to this guy? All I have right now is a graffiti artist. Well, what does he do? I was crowdsourcing it with my wife for dinner, and and she's like, have him, you know, have him get accused of murder. I was like, okay, well, why? And I landed on, well, he's commissioned by a business owner to, to paint a mural on the side of the building, and then that business owner steals the credit, and then he goes missing. So now Alex Lex has a has a target on his back and he's got a motive for this guy's disappearance and now it's well what does this have to do with the 60 you know historical landmark murals in chicago well maybe it's bigger than just him and he's finding clues for other murders in these historic murals so whoever's doing this is inspired by the mural bit of a stretch isn't it Recognize this. Yeah, it's in Pullman. Notice the flowers. Mm. 
Same pink rose on the victim's chest. That's why he's mixed up and sort of dragged on this and, and going from Hyde Park to Pullman to Pilsen to Logan. Why is it so important for you to really set your stories in Chicago and, and let the, the neighborhoods, the art, you know, be a character in those stories as well? I, I absolutely love it here. I'm not from here originally. I grew up uh, in, in Michigan. I've lived in Chicago since 2005. I, I think it's the greatest city in the world, bar none. And um, this is this is my way of, I guess, giving back to my home, you know, my, my adopted home and my future home. And the resources that are in the city are just, uh, they're incredible for, for, for filmmaking. And um, I want to use local resources, local talent. Um, far too often we see something filmed in Vancouver and then they call it Chicago. That irks me to no other. And we see production companies coming from out of state out of city things like that and they come in and they get our tax credit and they do their thing and then they leave and it's like well wait a minute why aren't we controlling this cradle to grave here in chicago so i want to work with my neighbors and my friends and the people that are in this town because we've got so many different resources at disposal and so many cool stories to tell and just so much diversity and, and so much going for us that um our core ethos is remaining as hyper local as we possibly can mm -hmm. for you was that really important for you not only to to share this story but to to pay local street artists to make sure that people are brought in that you weren't just like you know uh just showcasing the art and as a means of exposure but maybe bringing in local chicagoans to take part and help shape the story and, and give it some of that ethos you were talking about there's no way I would have made this. I would have done it. We wouldn't have, have started day one of production if this wasn't being done the right way. And that that includes making sure that I had not just the not just the blessing and the permission, but sort of the buy in of, of people that that mm -hmm. do this every day. You know, this I'm just a fan of, of Chicago's art. That's it. And that's all this really is, is just tribute from a fan. Yeah. And um, because I'm not an artist and uh, I, I, I don't have insight into that, I wouldn't in a million years take on this <laughs> endeavor if I didn't have uh, the counsel and the advice of, of people that are in that world. Mm -hmm. When you meet with these artists, I know that you know your exposure really came during the, the 2020 protests. And we've talked about this link that art has with uprisings, with communities demanding better from the state you know, with black and brown protests. When you talk to these artists, you know, how central or how important is their art to movement making, to maintaining community? It's it's right there at the core. Um, I, I mean, this art not just goes up at those times a lot of times, as, as we saw in 2020, but a, a lot of this art is what it's speaking to it. And, you know, the murals that we see in, in the movie are exactly that. And it's terrifying to think that, a mural that went up in the mid seventies that, sh you know, shed shines a light on problems with union problems. Unions are going through is still as relevant as yep. it is today. You know, 50 years later, we're still having those problems. And so that was, you know, eye opening from, from a perspective while a lot of these issues that were plaguing us 50, plaguing the, the community 50 years ago are still going on today. We're still having problems with, teacher strikes and things like that. And we're still having problems with predatory landlords and things like that.
We've talked on the show about different murals that take place in Chicago. We've we've been to Pilsen, Pullman. As you started to get a little bit more involved in it, did you have any favorites that you knew you wanted to revisit or you want to share a little bit of that history with with the viewers of the movie? Absolutely. The one in Pullman, um, I welcome myself to a new place. It was actually the first one that we filmed at. It's the first one that they go to in the movie. And it was the first one that I sort of scouted when I was driving around looking at these. And it's it's Kitty Corner, I think, from where the Obama Museum is going mm -hmm. to be. And uh, the research that I was doing on it, it was it was it was put up, I think, in the 70s to unite races between roseland and pullman and i was like oh that's so cool and it's just such a it's like a block long mural it's just yeah. so beautiful i was like we have to feature this one so that was definitely one of my favorites well grant thank you so much and i appreciate you uh, coming on and making time for city cash chicago no uh, th th thank you for everything i really appreciate it it was great talking to you before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The Chicago Department of Transportation's plan to give away 5,000 bikes over the next four years is slowly starting to take shape. Officials say 500 will be given out by August. Starting Monday, qualified Chicagoans can apply for a bike, lock, and a helmet. You can head over to our daily newsletter where Sid talks about the difference between official street names and honorary street names and even gives you the lowdown on how to get one named in your neighborhood. You can read it at chicago.citycast.fm slash newsletter. There's some good news to get you through. I ain't gonna lie, I miss doing that. The Tacos and Tamales Festival is back in Pilsen starting Friday. For three days, there will be live music, dance performances, art installations, and of course, amazing food. They even gonna have a Modelo's beer garden out there, I heard. Hey, if you see me out there, say what well down. As always, I appreciate you for listening. And we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Peace. She said it's cool what I have in here. Don't do a retract, drop the tracks. <laughs>